morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along on this September 16th, Thursday morning. This is Yom Kippur. I don't know if you're familiar with that day, but I'd like to talk a little bit about it. It's the Jewish holiday, the most, um, the holiest of all days in the Jewish calendar. It is Yom Kippur, means the Day of Atonement. This is such a rich day, a rich remembrance, and the teaching of the Day of Atonement throughout the Bible from Old and New Testament is so fascinating. I like to say that I've come to appreciate the Old Testament and our connection to the Jewish teaching and of the Torah, which is the Old Testament law, and particularly our trips to Israel have, have awakened me and enlightened me so much more. And so I do hope if you're available, you might consider coming with us next February on our trip to Israel. We go annually. We hope we'll be there with all the COVID. We hope that we'll still be able to go because it is a very enriching time of learning, fellowship, teaching, fun, getting to know, walk where Jesus walked and where the Old Testament saints walked as well. But also, I really cut my teeth evangelistically and preaching at the University of Maryland, which has a lot of Jewish students. And I had to really learn my Old Testament, and I had to learn prophecy, and I had to learn how the Old and New Testament worked together. And it was during that time that I learned so much that has stuck with me to this day to appreciate what the Jewish teaching and the Old Testament Jewish law and the Jewish festivals and how they pointed to Christ. That's what we want to talk about today. The question comes up, how are sins atoned for? Now, atonement means your sins are forgiven. They're legally uh, taken away by God. What's it take? How does God do that? Now, in the Old Testament, and they, this annual day of atonement, this annual Yom Kippur, it is explained in the book of, of Leviticus in quite specific detail. Leviticus 16 gives all kinds of requirements and activities that the high priest would do. Essentially, what would happen on the Day of Atonement, it's a long day, but the high priest, he would change his clothes a number of times as he would do ritual cleansing and, and uh, take a mitzvah where you, you cleanse yourself. But during the day, he would sacrifice a bull two lambs, two goats, and two rams. And I believe that's it. And he would sacrifice them different times. He'd put hands on them, confess the sins of the people, and then slay them. And, and they would actually, and they'd bleed. And he'd take the blood. And he would dip his finger in it, and he'd sprinkle it around the temple, and particularly in the Holy of Holies. Now, the Holy of Holies was the most inner, innermost part of the temple where the high priest and only the high priest could go. No one else could go. And he went there only at this time, once a year on the Day of Atonement. And it, you know, there's a lot of blood and a lot of sprinkling that blood around. And you wonder why so bloody? What's all the blood have to do with it? Well, the answer is found in, in, in Leviticus 17 and verse 11 where God says this. Are you ready? The law tells us this. For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you on the altar to make atonement for your souls. For it is the blood by reason of the life that makes atonement. 
Now, that's a very, very important verse because Jews today, this is in their, their Torah. And Jews today, many, you know, the Orthodox, conservative, they would uphold the Torah as being the law of God that must be followed. The Reformed, yeah, maybe a little bit less so. I don't know. I won't get into that argument right now. But Reformed a bit more liberal in their approach to Scripture. But the conservative, they would want to follow it. And the Orthodox, of course, would as well. Now, this Scripture says it is the blood that makes atonement for your souls. But Jews today don't offer a blood sacrifice. Instead, on this day, what they do for atonement, they fast. They go without food and earthly pleasures all day long. They fast and they repent. They think, they contemplate, they remember the things they've done that they shouldn't have done, the sins they've committed. They repent, they tell God they're sorry, and they uh, determine to not do those sins, same sins again. Now, of course, there's nothing wrong with fasting and there's nothing wrong with repenting. But the Bible says, the Torah says, the law of Moses says that what's required is a blood sacrifice. Why is that? Why is there a blood sacrifice required? Because it says the life of the flesh is in the blood. Now, this, this relates to the New Testament teaching where we see that uh, uh, in, in um, Romans 6, verse 23, where Paul tells us the wages of sin is death. The wages or the punishment, the consequence of sin is death. Sin requires a death penalty, not fasting, not repentance. Nothing wrong with these things, but that does not atone for sin. What atones for a sin is a death, a blood sacrifice. The book of Hebrews traces this far even more so. And in Hebrews 9, verse 22, after tracing and looking through the, these requirements, it says, one might conclude that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. Indeed, Old and New Testament, because the wage of sin is death and the life of the flesh is in the blood. Therefore, God requires a blood sacrifice because sin requires a death. Without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness. Well, our Jewish friends, where's their blood sacrifice? Why don't they do this? Well, they stopped doing this a long time ago when their temple's destroyed. Now there is no Holy of Holies to go into. There's no place to, to take the blood into. There's no altar to go to any longer. The temple's destroyed. One might wonder, when was the temple destroyed? And to me, it's fascinating that, that the temple was destroyed in 70 AD as the Romans invaded and, and conquered Israel and Jerusalem. This will tell you that the, the, the people who were alive, the, the people who were present at the, at the crucifixion of Jesus Christ in 33 AD would have been the last generation, the last people and their immediate descendants to have had a temple to take for the high priest to take the atoning sacrifice into. But since 70 AD, they have not had an atoning blood sacrifice. They pray, they fast, they repent. 
but they've had not had a blood sacrifice to atone for their sins. Or have they? Or have they? Is it possible that their blood sacrifice must also be Jesus Christ? Is it possible that God, who his hand would have been upon the Jewish people, said there's no longer the need for the temple, there's no longer the need for the bull and the goats and the sheep and the rams to be sacrificed because the blood of Jesus Christ takes away the sins of the world? The blood of Jesus Christ is to be their atoning sacrifice and that God wants them to, to have faith and trust in Jesus, or as they would call him in Hebrew, Yeshua, the Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach. Would it not, are they not to have faith in him? Absolutely. Absolutely they are. In John chapter 1, verse 29, John the Baptist saw Jesus and he said of him, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Jesus would be the Lamb. Jesus would be the one who shed his blood. Jesus would be the atoning sacrifice. And as he hung on that cross and he shed his blood, it wasn't enough just that Jesus died. No, the wages of sin is death. The life of the flesh is in the blood. Without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness. Jesus needed to shed his blood, which he did. And once his blood was shed, there's no longer the need, no longer the need for the, to sacrifice the bull, the goats, the rams uh, and in, the, in, the t- in the temple. No longer the need. Jesus, the Lamb of God, is that atoning sacrifice. If you have a Jewish friend, this will be their special day. It's a very special day for them. Probably won't come to work or school, may stay home and and spend this day in contemplation, fasting, and prayer and repentance. But if you get the opportunity, point this out to them. Their law requires blood. They no longer have it in their rituals, but they can have it in Jesus, the Messiah. And it's been that way since shortly after Jesus gave his life for us. This has been Jesus, remember, he came for the Jew first and also for us Gentiles. Father in heaven, we thank you. What an amazing way the Old Testament and New connect. The law connects with the cross. It all points to Jesus. Jesus, you are the Messiah, we, we, the Christ. We proclaim it, we declare it, we say it freshly today. You are the Messiah, the one the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. We're thankful that on on this day of remembrance for the Jewish people, as they fast and pray and repent, we're reminded, Jesus, that you have, it's not a matter of what we do. It's not a matter of how sorry we are or how much we repent or how we fast. We don't earn our salvation. Our eternal life is not based on are we good enough. It's based on, Jesus, you fulfilled your mission. You atoned for our sins. You shed your blood on that cross. You shed your blood for us. The wages of sin is death. Christ died for our sins. You, the innocent one, the innocent, spotless Lamb of God, took upon yourself the sins of the world. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that our my sins, our sins, all of us who have faith in you, 
all of us, everyone who has faith in you, our sins have been transferred from us to you. And then you shed your blood, you atoned for them, you took, you, you fully paid, and now we're free and forgiven. And we love you. This is not an excuse for us to go sin. This is motivation for us to, to live worthy of what you've done for us. And I pray today, Father, we would live worthy of what you have done, what Jesus has done for us. I pray our attitude would be that when Christ died, that, that because Christ that we would what we would live for would be worth Christ dying for. That we can conclude that one died for all, therefore all died, and he died for all that those of us who live might no longer live for ourselves, but for him who died and rose again on our behalf. Today we pray for our Jewish friends. We pray for the land of Israel. We pray for those who are the physical descendants of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. We pray, Father, that they might find the Messiah. They might know the peace of God. They might find salvation. They might find the Lamb of God. They might know Yeshua, Hamashiach, the Messiah, and Jesus, that you would bring revival and salvation. Those, we think of the vision in Ezekiel of the dead bones in the, the bones, Lord, they're coming to life and the sinews are coming, but we pray the spirit would be in them. We pray, we thank you for this nation of Israel. It's coming to, it's come to life. We pray the spirit of God would be there present through Jesus, the Messiah. We pray these things. We bless you today. We love you. We're grateful. Fill us with gratitude and joy and faith and love for you. Today we pray in Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Hey, thanks for being with me today. Isn't this awesome? How the Old Testament, a lot of people talk about the book of Leviticus, how difficult it is to read. My goodness, did you know that verse hidden right there? We all know Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. But why? Why does that matter? Why blood? And hidden here in Leviticus 17.11, the life of the flesh is in the blood. That's why God requires it. That's why Christ shed it. What an awesome connection. All the Old Testament points to Christ, the Messiah, in the New Testament. Our, our Bible's awesome. Let's get in it. Let's read it. Let's know it. Let's understand it. And let's live it, believe it, and share it with others. And I want to thank you for coming along and being here with me each day. We're here each day by day. Now, we'll say I'm going to be at a conference the next two days, and it starts right about, I, I'm going to hope to be able to do a live stream. We'll have to see. I may have to post something ahead of time and hope I'll be able to be here tomorrow and the next day. But I hope you look for me, and I hope we'll be here together tomorrow. And we try and be here every day, okay? So make sure you subscribe, hit the notify, like, and uh, share this video with others. Leave a comment. I always like to know who, you, who you're from or where you're from and who's here. Okay? God bless you. You have a great day on this Day of Atonement, this Yom Kippur. Praise Jesus, the Lamb of God, who shed his blood, atoned for our sins, takes away the sins of the world. Amen? Amen. God bless you, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.